we're back. Hey, hey. yes, Hello. we are. How's everybody doing? Uh, right. team, yeah. I just had this whole "what are we doing" on my mind for felt like a week. <laughs> uh, What's our next step? Yeah, lost this sleep is, over it. I haven't slept since. Oh, mean. <laughs> Big milestone episode here, episode twenty. So, yeah. you know, wouldn't it be nice to figure out what you're supposed to do next on episode twenty instead of waiting yeah. for two or three more episodes? We just did it to keep our uh, listeners and viewers on, you know, the edge of their seats. So <laughs> it was a riveting episode. They climbed the hill and they climbed back down. We were just around. Jerry doesn't have a lot of material for this campaign, so we're just, you know, trying to stretch it out for him. Yeah, right. that's the last ten episodes at least. So. <laughs> uh, no, you, uh, you guys sort of, you know, ran off my script. I had uh, some stuff prepared for it. Um, so we're kind of at this weird spot where, you know, we talked a little bit after last episode. And I didn't want to give away too much, but I think it's fair to say um, the way that I had planned for you to go originally, there would be some help along that path to aid you at this point uh, that you kind of jumped ahead to. But I will say you can figure out what to do next from this point, but, you know, you're not going to have as much help. So that's kind of where we left it when we talked after last episode. Again, I'm trying to preserve the integrity of uh, the whole game and storyline as it unfolds, willing to roll with whatever you guys decide. But I figured uh, at this point, since <laughs> we struggled uh, last episode and the ideas were uh, a little... Uh, in short supply that maybe I would give you a little help there. So it, it was the sign that threw us off. You know, if yeah. it would, if the sign would have been something less deep, like there are no answers up here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Turn Move around. around. Go back down. <laughs> Listen to Graham Graham. Uh, <laughs> the answer is in old town. In the flesh markets. Uh, so, <laughs> so you guys still have a choice. Uh, and uh, I don't know if you've had time to think about it um, or had any uh, epiphanies while you were waiting. But uh, we should probably let Alar uh, get his recap in. And <laughs> I was about of, to say, Jerry. <laughs> we don't want to miss that part. But the, the even bigger the issue. The best part is of every episode. Thanking all of our listeners thanking all of our Patreon patrons, uh, everything you do for us to keep us going, to keep us uh, excited about coming back and putting on the show for you. Uh, just can't thank you enough. Uh, so we have to work that in there. And Alar, how about you give us a recap? Okay. If you can do it without crying, I should I say. I think <laughs> Alar and the wild geese set off the next morning to look for a cleric to lift Kragar's curses. The arbiters of Caltron had no clergy left alive, but suggested tracking down the priest of Olindar, God of Secrets. The group trekked up and down 3,260 steps of Bander's Leap to no avail. Would a night atop the cliff lead to clarity? 
Your guess is as good as ours on Dungeon Patrol. <laughs> we maybe should have taken a poll of uh, listeners on Facebook to see. What to do? Yeah. We need yeah. help. We need yeah. some help. <clears throat> well, sometimes uh, when you're stuck in the mud, you just need a good push. <laughs> right. Uh, so, uh, what have we decided to do? You are on uh, Bandrams House. No? So I think that no. without any meta information, Craigar is is thinking we should go just camp up in that that house at the top and see if something happens. And if not, then we just give up. Yep, that's what yep. I thought we would do. Spend okay. the night with the howling wind and go through some of those seats. messages. We gotta go through some of those messages. Yeah. 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 Read the messages. Yeah. All right. So you guys trek back up to the top of Banders Leap. And you enter the little three-roomed uh, uh, shelter at the top and set up camp for the night. And I will say, um, I don't know if you guys want to set watches or anything or if you feel pretty secure, um, but it's uh, quite a bit of a wait. And I'm just going to roll to see if anyone else, for whatever reason, treks their way up there. Um, no. So... You see and hear no other souls during your wait uh, at the top of the hill. And uh, you manage, if you want, to uh, experience a relatively peaceful night. Uh, Just the sound of the wind. Um, You've got shelter on three sides. So it's not the most comfortable night's sleep. Definitely not as comfortable as Graham Graham's house. But um, That's what I was saying. Yeah. You're kept out of the rain for the most part, and it's deep enough that you can, um, you know, stay dry and relatively warm. Yeah, I'll just bundle up in my in my sleeping bag and blanket, and probably and your and your cloak that you can't take off. Well, have we? Is that true? Can he not take it off? We don't know what it's cursed with. I mean, he would. Yeah. Be, he would probably be finding that out because he would not be sleeping in his cloak. I wouldn't. Yeah, uh, if you're not sleeping in it, you you are able to take it off. Oh, good. Yeah, throw it off the cliff. Oh, he doesn't <laughs> know it's cursed. Waiting for that uh, I, well, curse to kick in. I mean, because the uh, yeah, it's got this gold uh, clasp, the ruby encrusted clasp. Mm-hmm. So he actually might roll up the red cloak and put his black one back on and put that clasp on the black one. Great. Yeah. Good planning. Good. Good thought, Krieger. The uh, clasp doesn't seem to want to be removed. Um, it's attached to it hmm. and uh, you just, for whatever reason, can't seem to get it off of the cloak. Okay. So, uh, so Craig is fiddling with his cloak. Uh, you guys are trying to figure out what he's doing. Uh, anybody doing anything else during your long afternoon and evening or um, reading the messages from yeah, the... Yeah, reading the messages. Okay. Yeah, and, we, and we can play cards, too. I have a deck of cards. <laughs> okay. Deck of cards. Uh, I will try, if you have your roll 20 open... Yes. I will try to um, 
Let's see if I can share that with you. Uh, are you able to see <sighs> the messages? Okay. What right. the heck is that? More codes. And this is you're adding to our journal, right? Yep. Okay. So there were three encoded messages. And to you, yes, it just looks like a bunch of random letters. Um, you know, the first and the third one messages are a little bit longer than the others, but are longer than the second one, but hard to make sense of. Cool. <laughs> you guys love puzzles. I can tell. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm not wasting any more brain cells on that one yeah. right now. Uh, that is smart. Probably the smartest thing you guys have done for <laughs> the last episode and some. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. Thanks. Thank All you. Right. Yes. At what point does the truth come out? You know. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so. So we'll just probably stare at them for as long as we can. Until hey, we've got them. all night. Right. Sense. And maybe if I fall asleep, I'll wake up with them all figured out in my head. <laughs> I'll dream about them. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you guys go through the night. and Yeah, Jerry, up. that's a racial trait I have that I can instantly uh, solve any <laughs> codes. Uh, well, my knowledge of the rules, uh, you might be able to have sold that to me. So. Yeah. Um, Anyway, you make it through the night, unscathed, relatively warm, and dry. No one else comes up to the top of the hill, and dawn arrives. Uh, it's, you know, it's hard to tell some days, and Badrigan, and, you know, winter, kind of uh, just a very subtle lightening of the sky. Um, off to the east and um but you know you had a decent night's rest and now it's a new day and craig here's one step closer to being a rat <laughs> just kind of mark that off there cool cool cool, cool. where rat where rat not a rat rat not a rat not all the time <laughs> uh, well i mean uh, so we had our rest, and I don't know that we feel any wiser. Nope. I I will kind of step out and look around and see signs of anything in the night. Or are you hit over the head by knowledge? Yeah. Wham. Knowledge in the shape of a shovel. Uh, no, nothing really. Um, let's head down. Nothing seems to be any different. Uh, none of the codes that you uh, received are suddenly making sense to you. Uh, except to me. Yeah, <laughs> except to you because of your racial trait. My special racial wink, trait. Wink, wink. Um, and uh, no one else comes up to the top of the hill. Is this a subracial thing from Half-Elf? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's an Ashwood elf thing. Yeah. But only for, for people right. who are bards. So. Yeah, her name Ayla. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if we're, we're going to run into something anyways on the way down, if if we do, right? If someone's coming up. Oh, it leave? Yeah. You can, you can I guess, uh, assume that. 
I'm done with this leap. This is a silly place anyways. Yeah. All right. Down we go. Down you go. Uh, Back down the hill. Are you stopping anywhere? Going to the fountain? What's happening? I would like to swing by the fountain one more time. Yeah. All right. So you make your way back down. Um, You don't encounter anyone. Um, You get back down uh, to the bottom of the hill. Um, You know, and I'm, I'm just going to assume that you guys are looking around for anything that you might have missed or anything that might have changed. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything seems to be um, completely like it was the day before. Uh, weather's a little bit different. It's a little bit darker. Looks like it definitely might rain uh, a little more seriously today. Um, and as you go and make your loop around the fountain, um, nothing seems to be any different there either. There are a few people, um, you know, kind of wandering through very few uh, at this uh, time of day. Uh, Again, sort of slowly uh, working their way towards the Temple of Eldzik, or what was the Temple of Eldzik, now pretty much taken over by the followers of Keltron. And that's it. That's all you know. So how do we get to Old Town? You could, probably the most direct route is to follow the uh, temple way back down um, and then slip into Old Town. Isn't that where we got into trouble before? It is where you got into trouble before. That's uh, Graham Graham said that you didn't have to worry about the Arbiters, um, whatever that meant. Uh, Presumably, the Arbiters are kind of uh, guarding... um, the high cobble side of the border and and she did suggest that you try to sneak in at night at night so do we really want to spend the day doing something else and then go in at night well how long would cuz we got in through these sewers before so how long would it take us to go back to that and the the oh go back through there yeah, the the way that you got in before was kind of f- way farther south or north, sorry, into Old Town. Um, so it'd be a ways off and you'd basically have to make your way through even m- more heavily populated part of town oh, to get right. to the flesh market. Should we check out some of these empty temples? You could. I mean, it'd be worth it, I think, if we find something. And if it's not, then it's not. But we could go through it quickly. <laughs> Good. So we're going to spend the day looting temples. <laughs> that seems okay. really off mission. Yeah. Okay, so a uh, question, though. When we entered the the prison, that was, what, kind of on the border of Horncliffe in Old Town? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I remember. Right, yeah. and then basically we just kind of skirted past the Dreadgate and all that stuff to come up in High Cobble. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're saying, though, that what I said, so we're in High Cobble. If we come up, I mean, so there are gates. Like, we go walking to wherever High Cobble meets Old Town. We think that it's being guarded by these arbiters. Uh, yeah, that, uh, that's what you assume based on what Graham Graham said. Madam Tuvari, I should stop calling her Graham Graham, but. 
And so what we think if we say, hey, we're, we want to head past into Old Town, they might be disagreeable. No, not, not them. The Old Town people who are apparently capturing everybody and that's different and those people. Coming back from Old Town to High Cobble could be an issue. But we also have the issue of being strangers in Old Town. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, right. It's a more know, immediate cause, problem. Because when we went to the, you know, the bathhouse and then ended up kind of running from mm-hmm. there and then we saw the gladiator guy and all that. So we know that there's a bunch of really dangerous, powerful people there, but they're going to be there no matter what. So if our mission is to go in, then we just, I mean, it becomes a stealth mission. We just try to just keep keep off the main roads. And Can you uh, disguise yourself, perhaps? Alar. I'm a master of disguise, among other things. <laughs> of course. Of course. Actually, uh, let me check my stats and see if that's true. <laughs> so, in, in cause Old Town on the map is a really large area. Yeah. Where are the flesh markets in Old Town? That is a good question. It's kind of that big open area um, on the southern tip of uh, Old Town. Okay. So kind so, of in the, the middle, like almost, like literally almost to the Dreadgate? Uh, yeah. So if okay. we just came marching out of High Cobble, we would be kind of in the area of Old Town where we need to be. Uh, roughly. roughly, yeah. It's not, it's not uh, too far uh, away. Um, and what I would probably do, um, out of game, obviously, just say you're what you would have to roll for stealth to get past uh, or get through Old Town safely would probably be a little bit higher. That's probably how I would handle it than if you were trying to go in at night. Huh. But you guys are pretty stealthy uh, oh, as a I'm as a stealthy. <laughs> I guess I, I don't feel like we can just waste another day. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. it's not on mission. As much as Gregor loves looting and finding valuable stuff, yeah, self-preservation right now is more important. So, you could, um, you know, take a quick survey of uh, the temple area um, if you wanted to. I was more trying to trying to find someone else that could be possibly hiding there. Oh, okay. You a know. spare priest. <laughs> well, a spare, spare priest cleric, hanging around. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, forgot my keys. The, the only just, other idea, right? That we could. Can't, I mean, there's obviously people here. Maybe somebody else knows about this priest and walk, you know, try going door to door around the uh, fountain area and say, hey, have you hey, seen do you know the priest of secrets now? You How about you? You know the priest of secrets? The old blind guy with the cane who takes baths here sometimes. You guys know uh, it's kind of memorable. I, it kind of is. <laughs> A little bit. I mean, it, it, to me, it seems like it would stand out, in the, especially these times. Yeah. So do a little gather information, maybe? Would that, that? You can. You can. That seems so hopeful. So let's <laughs> not. <laughs> I, I mean, I would let you, uh, you know, you could roll, I could roll, whatever you want to do. Um, <laughs> I'm happy to do that. 
Okay. <laughs> We're just all sitting here looking at each other. Um, <laughs> I, I, I guess if we were to, I mean, I'm just trying to figure out like if pass without a trace is something that um, can't be tracked except for magical means. So what if you detected magic back at the rest stop up the mountain? You know, as far as you no know, being tracked, if we do go through Old Town, passing oh, for us. trace, yeah, correct. okay, yeah, yeah, and That's that way we can't be really be tracked, yeah, unless it's magical means. But we would have to be like have a plan to where we're going in there, not just kind of aimlessly around. But <clears throat> if you think that, how far would it get to the to the to get through the prison again, you think that would take the whole day? Um, underground to the tunnels. Yeah, I mean, you would you would have to go through that cemetery again, and then you would be pretty much the same distance away that you are if you were to, you know, go there from High Cobble. So, yeah, so you're backtracking a little too far. I think it would. Uh, that's that too big of a loop. Yeah. Right, but there's no. I mean, we're already in High Cobble, and we did all that to get past the Arbiters. So I, it seems like they would let us out if we just wanted to go waltzing in the old town. Um, what? Okay, since I don't know, I, I assume we're still kind of standing here at the top of this overload. <laughs> I had to come up. The on the phone. What to yeah. do? Yeah. And if we're if the if the plan is like screw it, we're just going to go to Old Town. Is there a way? to semi-safely just descend the cliff and get the old town from the top of the cliff from the top is it i mean is it sheer is it something we could scale without the the cliff would lead you to down bottom so you would still have to or death yeah or sudden instant death Brokos, um, have you ever seen a giant eagle <laughs> yes i have but transform. i do not have the skill to transform into one um, Perhaps if I was to level up at a faster rate. <laughs> well, I mean, um, we could go through down bottom, though. I guess I'm going to look at this way. Uh, Brokus is going to look at this way. I'm going to trust Triss or Kragar with this because you know this town. So That's I would think that point. you probably know like how to make your way through, especially both of you, I guess, to without – I mean, your jobs are kind of going through – Without being detected, right? No, not my job. No. But I'm sorry, Craigar. I mean, yeah, well, that, that that's is your job. job. I mean, so, um, how do you feel about that? I think we would possibly be okay going through Down Bottom. Uh, it's the poor district. I don't know that we've heard who's in charge of it. But honestly, it seems like the most direct route is just to go walking up to the in between, between High Cobble and Old Town, it sounds like that's the shortest route. I say let's, we just do it, and we let's do it. We run into what we run into. Adventure and awaits. We haven't killed anybody in a day or so, so it's probably <laughs> getting due. the itch. He's got to scratch it uh, sooner or later, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll we'll just gotta. I don't know that's, if you have a disguise. That's what serial killers say, Craigar. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Just saying. <laughs> you and Ted Bundy, all unhappy. We'll family. just uh, cloak it up and not look conspicuous. All right. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Um, so 
you uh, end up marching back down the temple way, uh, running into, you know, small groups of people, uh, very similar to what you encountered the day before, a very downtrodden bunch. Um, and uh, you eventually arrive at the area, you'll go past the road that would lead you to Madame Tuvari's and past where you cross the, you know, major mad dash across uh, the temple way to um, avoid the uh, arbiters when you first encountered them. You guys um, want pass with a trace? It lasts for an hour. You think we're good? I don't, th- I don't I, think we need it right the, now. The city, I don't think we need to worry okay. about it. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, don't th- I don't think we're going to be tracked. I think that we're just going to be spotted. spotted or ambushed more than anything. Yeah. Uh, what uh, what cloak did you end up wearing, Craigar? Just asking for no reason. Asking for a friend. Wow. Well, I mean, to be fair, if we're if we're trying, to, he does like that red cloak. It's got a nice look to it. But trying to be, uh, in you know, discreet, he probably will roll that up and then put his black cloak on. Okay. A little bit bummed that they can't get the clasp off, but we'll we'll get that figured out. <laughs> we'll work on that later. Um, so you march down and eventually arrive at the boundary with Old Town. Ahead, you see a barrier of rubble where two large structures that were apparently damaged by the bombardment from the Dreadgate have had their debris piled in the middle of the road, with just a narrow gap uh, to get across the other side. A large contingent of armored men and women wearing the green and gold tabards of the Arbiters stand at attention on either side of the broad avenue. A few eyes gravitate toward your strange procession, but otherwise they stay rigidly in place and watch as you pass. So you enter Old Town and you're going to try to stealth your way. And should we ask for like a wrist stamp so we come back through? (laughs) Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, Are you going to try to talk to them? Or are you just passing through? Uh, I'm going to talk to them. Yeah, I'm like, good day, <laughs> arbiters. In the name of Caltron, please give us assistance. If we should need to return this way, would there be a problem? Is there some passphrase that we could use? Um, someone, uh, you know, the person you're addressing uh, kind of looks around and they look towards... Uh, someone else farther down the line and a woman steps forward. She looks to uh, have a very stern, serious expression on her face. Oh, so kind of different than all the rest. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Very different. (laughs) The others are all smiling and stuff. No, Uh, very stern bunch. Uh, She, uh, she comes forward and, you know, looks you up and down and says, If you pledge to offer neither injury nor injustice during your stay here, you can come and go with Keltron's righteous blessing. Of course. Huzzah! Of course we pledge this. We're all about justice. (laughs) Just us. Uh, You said just us, right? That's what you said. Can can we get one of those blessings in advance? (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, might be useful. The first one's free. <laughs> it's a taste. Just a taste. Okay. So she, uh, you know, gives you a curt nod and returns back to uh, her, the formation and is. I will uh, bow with a flourish. All right. Uh, that sounds awesome. So sounds like you guys one. might be able to get back in. See, no problem. Okay. Easy peasy. All right. All right. Um, so you enter Old Town. I'm going to have you guys roll stealth since I assume you're going to try to be stealthy about it. And why don't you... Yeah. Five. We want to do, you know, stick to the alleys wherever we can. Yep. Stay off the main roads. Okay. And why Ooh. don't you roll perception too at the same time? So 24 stealth. I got 10. I beat you, Kragar. You did. Ooh. Okay, I am so impressed with my creeping abilities that I notice nothing else. <laughs> so my stealth was 10, but my perception is 19. Nice. And, and so You're gotta, watching me too. And I got a 16 perception, so at least... I as well got a 16 perception, but my stealth... I swear I tripped on something. Brokos. I'm just walking out ambly in the middle of the Oh my road. gosh. I am like a gawker. I just cannot get enough. <laughs> uh, a five. Wow. Yeah. Look at this. You're making us look like tourists. <laughs> Maybe that's good. Who knows? Um, so There's so much flesh in this market. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say the combination of uh, Triss's uh, uh, perceptive uh, eyes and ears um, with the stealth of uh, uh, Alar and Kragar, you guys manage to enter Old Town and using the back alleys and, you know, some of the damaged buildings and structures, uh, it's slow going, but again, you know, you're not in a, in a big hurry. It's more about getting there safely. So you're willing to sacrifice that extra time to do so in a way that uh, allows you to pass uh, without being um, noticed or harmed by anyone. And you do know, Tris uh, manages to point out at the last second, uh, a couple of roving bands of uh, mostly young people who obviously are out uh, looking for trouble. Um, they're, you know, armed with improvised weapons. You know, you can hear them kind of taunting each other and you know, egging each other on. And, you Kids know, these days. yeah, just uh, roving gangs out uh, looking to club somebody. And, uh, but you managed to avoid them thanks to her um, advanced warning. You're and, welcome. Uh, you make it to the flesh market and you notice far less foot traffic, uh, no movement, no nothing. The closer you get to the actual flesh market area, uh, the less uh, noise and disturbance you hear from others around. Uh, and it really feels sort of like a ghost town and you're just sort of, uh, processing that and thinking about what it could all mean when the smell first hits your nose wafting in on an errant swirling breeze 
The stench of death and decay is suddenly overpowering. As you cross the next intersection, you can see a large open space ahead. Okay. (laughs) So you think you've arrived at the edge of the flesh market. We will approach cautiously. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, is there another? I mean, we could maybe try to get a vantage point, climb on through a building or something. But yeah, that's a good idea. Okay. I mean, uh, is this kind of like a? I mean, like a big open. Well, obviously, the flesh market's been around. I mean, is this like a bazaar with booths or like auction blocks or like? Yeah. Yeah. All that. Um, lots of, uh, you know, um, people would set up little, little booths and things, little shops, little tents, um, normally would be full of that sort of thing, uh, along with, you know, some entertainment and beggars and, you know, gawkers and all kinds of stuff. Um, right now it just appears what you can see is just kind of a vast empty area. So, like, it's shut down is what you're saying. Basically, yeah. We don't, like, are there no storefronts around the, the square? Yeah, there uh, are storefronts around the perimeter, more permanent structures mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Um, and as you approach uh, and try to get a little closer look, uh, you see that everything kind of almost looks like it sinks in towards this central cluster of blocky buildings. Kind of in the middle. You can probably see that on the map as well. Okay. As we, should we approach that? What do you think? Do you want to approach that building and see if the smell gets stronger? It's going to mean leaving cover. (laughs) Not really. (laughs) You know, if you, if you get up to the edge of the buildings, um, you know, on the, this road that you're uh, approaching from, um, I mean, it's, kind of, you know, cloudy, uh, dark, drizzly day. And, um, you know, you can see to the other side, but uh, probably, you know, a lot of stuff could be lost in the haze on the far side. So if someone was trying to track you, I mean, it's, it doesn't feel as exposed as it might be on a, on a nicer day or a sunnier day. Um, and I mean, it's, it's just like really strangely empty. This whole area of town is just very oddly, eerily empty. Well, let's try to make our way across to that central block of buildings. Yeah. Then. Okay. So I don't know if somebody wants to share the map. I'm, I'm looking at the map. When you, when you say central block of buildings, like on, on this map, there's like a, what looks like kind of a large open area and there's a little blob in the middle. Is that what you're talking about? The yeah. blob. So it looks like there are a lot of different side streets that kind of go around that all point towards the middle. I mean, could we circle around and take one of those alleys to get us here? Why don't we share instead it of that. stroll? Yeah. So there we go. Do the weatherman routine. So instead of like strolling up from the bottom, <laughs> uh, I like it. Um, and, and like going right down, you know, to that big open area where we have no protection. Yeah, I I assumed you were kind of coming in from the sort of the side, not all the way towards the bottom. 
Okay, that was where I'm not really. No, I don't. No, you're no. totally, totally off. You're there. way off. Man. <laughs> I have no idea. You know how hard this is to do a reverse. <laughs> 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 uh, Weathermen have a much better monitor to look at. Yeah. Well, you make it look really difficult. So. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> we just fight something soon <laughs> okay so so if we are in fact coming up through one of those side streets and then we just have to kind of cross a little ways i guess then that is what it is but yeah so our goal here is we're looking for this guy joffrey who may or may not have been seen here yeah we're sort of assuming guessing that he's been captured and we're looking for where they're keeping the prisoners that's or sort of what i'm be a dead body now and yeah and that's like, like, what i suspect yeah the sense of this is like somebody cleaned house but okay let's go yeah tightly okay. together facing all directions <laughs> weapons out maybe <laughs> yeah i think like so. a like a rat king on two like I, I like yeah. Oh, it's already the happening. Hairs on okay. the back of my neck are are, are just <laughs> okay. How's that? There, that's ah, better, man. Yes. Thank you. Beautiful. It's a big old map. Um, so you approach uh this central cluster of buildings. Now, upon closer inspection. You realize that the buildings uh, are mere facades, simple structures built around large platforms to better showcase the seller's humanoid wares. You've arrived at the infamous flesh market where untold thousands have been stripped of their freedom. Mm. Now, as you're looking, I'll also say... A place with such terrible history would obviously seem like a perfect target for a vengeful city. Mm -hmm. Um, But despite a few crudely painted albatross drawings here and there, you're surprised to see the buildings are very much intact. And that's when you notice the other oddity. Lumpy mounds piled on and around the structures. And when you get closer... You can see that these strangely familiar forms um, are recognizable. It takes your brain a few moments to process all of the information of what you're seeing. But all of these mounds, things hanging from signposts and lampposts and awnings of these structures, uh, all bodies. Some layered haphazardly like stack of freshly split cordwood. Others swaying in the cold breeze. Men, women, bulging eyes, elongated purple tongues protruding from slack jaws. Hundreds, maybe even thousands of corpses. Some fresh, but most not. Creating a sickly miasma of bile and rot that can make stomachs churn miles away. The horror of this scene overwhelms your senses. So this isn't a fresh massacre. So now I'm really confused because if that guy was here recently, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. What you see is the various states of decomposition Ah. that this has been ongoing. This is the dumping place. Yep. Uh, this could have started 
the night of the uprising and just been going on and fits and starts um, for the past several months. Um, but yeah, the, the smell is horrific and the scene is something that even, you know, even as, uh, kind of world weary as some of you are, um, and some of the stuff you've seen so far, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, pretty, pretty traumatic and you're amazed that the people of this city are capable of this kind of, uh, atrocity, but I mean, at least on this scale, you understand the rage, you understand the, you know, what led to, uh, the uprising, but, uh, this is, this is like a whole other level. So I'm, I'm imagining you all kind of eagerly rushing across this open space, trying to stay out of sight and then seeing this and actually having to stop and sort of process it all. But it's, you know, a terrible thing to behold. Well, <laughs> now what? Now what? I mean, so, is it likely that anybody's spending time here? You would guess not. It's it's difficult to even force yourself to get closer to it just from the stench alone. But there are, you know, there's a small complex of buildings uh, in there, and it's possible Joffrey is still being held somewhere in this uh, small group of buildings, or maybe he is dead. Uh, it looks pretty grim either way. Well, I mean, we should go. We should go check it out then. The buildings around the center the, square. The well, the central compound. Okay. Is that that's where we're headed, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought that's where we were. Yeah, you're you're approaching it, and that's when you notice the the bodies, and that's where the stench is coming from that you can smell, you know, way back um, earlier on your approach. So you begin to gingerly make your way uh, through the buildings, um, through the piles of corpses, trying illogically not to disturb them you eventually realize that many of the more recent victims uh, occupy the platforms of these structures. There, the focus seems to have been more to maximize and extend the suffering as much as possible. Many of the bodies have been horribly mutilated, burns, strips of missing flesh, gouged eyes, and even more unpleasant forms of disfigurement. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Amongst the carnage of the broken and dismembered, you catch a glimpse of yellow hair fluttering mindlessly in the breeze. Okay, I'll approach the I'll yeah. approach the corpse. <laughs> okay. Is he gaudily dressed? As you approach the location, being careful to avoid the many puddles of fluids and viscera, thanks, Jerry. You see the golden hair is attached to a nearly middle-aged man, tall and thin, but not athletically so, who lies splayed across the bed of a broken cart. A cornflower-colored silk tunic, now liberally stained with blood, has been torn open to expose the pale and vulnerable skin beneath. Strips of dark red crisscross the man's nearly hairless torso where thin layers of flesh have been slowly cut away. The man's bright gold jacket 
<laughs> with delicate purple embroidery hangs from one limp arm. Once upon a time, you imagine the brightly colored jacket would have complemented the man's flaxen hair, and his light blue tunic would have accentuated his eyes, eyes that now stare blankly towards the sky. Jerry, can I ask you a question? <laughs> it's been a who long time. Who hurt pandemic. you, Jerry? <laughs> who, who hurt you? <laughs> so I don't think we can heal this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Even if we had a priest, which we don't. <laughs> Might be beyond help. I only have second level heal. <laughs> so uh, I, I don't think this will do it. When I mean, how? Yeah. How when do we think old? he died? Yeah. yeah. You can do a medicine check. Uh, yeah. it, it it does look like it, he's uh, been here for at least um, um, you know three or four days. Mm. About when Graham Graham thought that okay. he should have been home but wasn't. So. Um. We search him? Yeah, I think we should. We have to. All right. You feel around the jacket's cuffs. And I assume that's what you're looking for, the secret pockets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that she talked about. After some careful examination, you find the small hard cylinder, and a little more probing leads you to the f- small flap that covers the hidden pocket. You manage to extricate the bone cylinder But before you can remove the message inside, you hear a strange noise, like a slow, wet thud, followed by other noises, vaguely reminiscent of a busy butcher's shop. You see the bodies near the platform begin to move and undulate, and suddenly a massive head bursts from the mound of rotting flesh. Gore-covered pincers clack wildly as a mass of wriggling tentacles begin to whip back and forth. And now's where we roll for initiative. What the hell? <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> uh, okay. So, <sighs> put it up on your maps. Someone uh, want to share it for our uh, viewers? I don't think they should have to see this. <laughs> it's pretty sure. gross. It's it's not as bad as in my head. So I I was gonna make it like way worse, and then I thought you you, you know they they'll get the point right they'll yeah thanks Jerry. <laughs> so <laughs> I I tried to spare you, but uh, yeah, like I said, it's been a long long pandemic. I'm gonna take it out on you guys, I guess. Here I can share the screen. Awesome. And let's see, Are you guys all able to control your characters? Looks like it. Or I can. Okay. Hmm. Uh, yeah, there you go. Turn order. Okay. 14 for me. Should have probably brought this up a little bit sooner. What? Because I assume who uh, entered the platform? So, um... Well, where, where's the... Were we up on the platform? Is that where the body was? Yeah. Up top. Uh, right there. I mean, we oh. were probably all up there. Yeah, I was definitely up there. I mean, that and was... And I all... said I was up there, so... So... Okay. Okay. 
Brokos, what did you get? A 24, a natural 20. I'm sorry, 23, natty 20. Wow. So I'm assuming you were up there biased, Brokos. Yeah, we yeah. were sticking together. Okay, so we have Brokos with his 23, Alar with a 14, uh, the strange creature with a 12, Kragar with a 9, and Triss with a 6. Sorry, Triss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but that is our turn order. And Brokos, you're up. Uh, you see this I, creature pop yeah. out of his mounded bodies. I will uh, have you do a wisdom saving throw. Oh, nice. Uh, 10? Uh, you are paralyzed. I hold purse, cast hold purse upon you, and you are paralyzed. Uh, doesn't that need to be person? Yeah. What? Hold, hold person, person, right? Creature. Whole creature is a higher level, man. Uh-oh. Let's see. Choose a humanoid. Oh, sorry. <laughs> are you a humanoid? I'm going to ask him politely. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, uh, that will make it easier then. I will cast... Uh, how far away is it from me? Uh, five feet. <laughs> five yeah. feet? I mean, I don't know if we're up on the platform or not. Yeah, you are up on the platform, and I'd say the platform is probably about uh, six feet off the ground. All right. Um, I am going to do... Uh, what I do, and I will cast bark skin on myself, and then I will turn it into a brown bear. Oh, Ooh. large Ooh. creature! Interesting. There, you're large, so you and match then, the creature. And then I will uh, come tumbling down here, and then. Roar, and then that's my turn. Uh, And Alar, you're next. You see your comrade in arms here transform into a large, shaggy brown bear and go stomping off down the stairs and lets out a challenging roar to this creature. I am going to uh, step back and strum my lute and cast sleep upon the creature. Mm, interesting. I always have trouble discerning which map is the real map. <laughs> that is a problem. That Nine, is. 19, and so 24 hit points. Does it have less than 24 hit points? Uh, it does not. Okay. It takes no effect then. Okay. Worth a shot. Worth a shot. Anything else you're doing? Nope. Nope. Okay. Creature's turn. So it is going to, let's see, it's going to lash out at this bear with one of its tentacles. And I believe it has 10 foot breach. And that is a... I think a 21. I would imagine that hits most things. And it probably yeah. does. Let's see. I have to make sure I'm getting the right attack here. Oh, yeah, it's even higher than that. 23. And Brokos, you take four 
poison damage, and you have to roll a constitution saving throw. Okay. So I get my bear up here. Bear power. My bear power. Let's see what you get. Otherwise, you may suffer for it. Uh, Natty 20. So uh, it's a 23. Nice. I am a bear. Grr. You are a bear. Pretty tough bear, too, oh, yeah. apparently. Four, um, four points, you said? Four points of poison damage, but you managed to avoid the longer-term effects of the poisoning. I've so. eaten worse. <laughs> Good for you. And it's going to move up here and attack Triss. No! Um... And it's going to try to bite you with its uh, little buggy mouth. And that's going to be a 12. That does not hit. Does not hit. And that's all it's going to do. Kragar, you're up. Oh, this is terrible. Yeah. Uh. You kind of have to wade into this mound of bodies in order to get close enough unless you... Well, okay. So what I want to do is basically... I'll, I'll, I'll do it one step at a time. You tell me if, this, if I can. I want to kind of leap there. Okay. And go there. It would be 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30? Uh, yeah. That's all doable. Okay. So basically, I just kind of hop down, draw, drag my rapier, circle around behind it so that I can get advantage with Triss and try to impale it with my first long attack. All right. So you skirt around the outer edge of this pile of corpses and manage to arrange yourself for an attack. Yep. And I miss with my rapier. Oh my god. I rolled a two and then I rolled <laughs> another two. And you've been on a little bit of a streak lately. I'm 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 worried about you. <laughs> uh, you should have seen the twenties coming out of this die on Friday. Mm. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Mm. Depends on which side of the table you're sitting it on. It is so so maddening. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so, yeah, that's it. Okay. Triss, you see uh, Kragar run up behind. And oh, so wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Hold on. I had advantage. Mm. Right? Yeah, that's what you oh, did that yeah. fancy dance for. Yep. So that would be a two and two, so my rapier would still have missed, but I still could attack with my dagger. Yeah, go for her. Sorry. Pull again. I was denying myself. My dagger attack. And there's a 20. There you really? Go. Yes. Nice. I, I rolled a third two <laughs> on the same die. And on the second <laughs> die, it got a 20. Uh, awesome. So that would be, uh, it would be a crit with my dagger. Okay. Tell me what you do. What's the damage? Okay. Denying myself. Good stuff here. Uh, dagger is D4. Adding it up. Carry the one. That'd be 20 points of damage. 
Whoa. Holy cow. A dagger? Oh, that's right. You could sneak attack. Yeah. My, yeah. The first round of combat, I get my... Yeah, I forget and all my, and my juicy my stuff. Rogue, my bugbear uh, <laughs> first round of combat bonus. Good gravy. Yeah, that's oh. uh, that's pretty brutal. Oh, that dagger's pretty powerful. <laughs> oh, okay, I feel a little better now. All right, Chris. Oh. Yeah, Triss, you see Kragar sneak up, and instead of missing, he manages to land that dagger attack. Uh, nice. And does some pretty just fainting. damage. It looked like he was missing horribly, yeah. but really it was a setup. <laughs> yeah, it was all that the flourish with the rapier. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> it was spectacular. Yes, we're all impressed. <laughs> All right, I'm going to do a bonus action to do Searing Smite, Ooh. which potentially adds, um, on. well, adds fire damage and lights him on fire if I make this if I make a hit. So nice. So then I am going to attack with my rapier. Okay. And that is a 16. That is a hit. Yes. Okay. Woo. Okay, so uh, it, and there's too many things open. I don't know how to close this now. Uh, okay, there we go. So that is so that is ten damage. Nice. Plus the two d six for. Yeah, so it's too much damage. This poor creature. So then then seven fire damage. Okay. And then um at the start of each of its turns until the spell ends and it's it, I can keep it one minute. Um it has to do a constitution saving throw or take more fire damage. Nice. Wow. That's pretty oh, awesome. and I get an I get another attack. Uh, no... Use your bonus action to cast a spell. Oh, you're right. Okay, sorry. Uh, yep. Okay, so I'm done. The one downside with. So, so I think to myself, actually, real quick, because I, I don't I I didn't double my my damage for getting a crit. <laughs> um. So actually, there would have been nine more damage. If, <sighs> sorry. <laughs> Uh, okay. I will do it <laughs> this time. This one dies on this. We'll be really disappointed for, yeah. the, for, the, yeah. for the episode. For the, <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, this creature, uh, burst out and it's hard to tell where, you know, some of the stuff that it was crawling through, Versus some new wounds and, you know, but it's, it's like liberally spraying, uh, uh, from various wounds now and looks to be really, really hurt. Um, so good job. And it's now Brokos, the bear's turn. So I think for a quick second, is Triss a paladin? And then I take five foot step forward and we're going to get a couple attacks as a bear. Nice. Well, that is going to be a 16. That is a hit. And you've got advantage on it too, right? Because you're... Uh, 
because we're all engaged with it? I don't know. I don't get any certain advantage besides being straight across flanking someone. Am I flanking? No. No, it doesn't look no, like it. I think so. Uh, you're not? You can draw a line yeah. between the two of us. Yeah. From your bottom right square to her square? Yeah. So I wouldn't roll an Addy 20 anyway, so I still hit off of that. Either way, so okay. I the first attack did 12 points of damage. I take a bite into him. Num, num, num. <laughs> and then uh, second would be a 17 to hit. Okay. And, that's, and then I'm going to take my claws and get up, rear up, and claw at him and do uh, 14 points of damage. 14 points. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I roar while I'm doing it. So you basically, your bare paws come down on top of the creature's back and crush it down into this mound of bodies and just start scratching and clawing and you quickly tear through the outer carapace of this uh, very uh, um, uh, whatever buggy type uh, creature, insectoid creature, and... uh, start tearing out large chunks of the fleshy stuff beneath that and it dies. It looks like it's awful, but actually it tastes quite good. (laughs) It's a little gamey, but... It's a little gamey. Well, you know what it's been feeding on. So So I get up on my hind legs and do like a little dancing bear. Like uh, (laughs) No, no, Brokos, no. (laughs) Oh, that could be... that could be part of the act. Uh, yes. The fact that it you haven't be. taken taken that. Uh, they may have a unicycle. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm just saying, uh, read the audience, Brokos, and they're all dead. So, inappropriate. That's what I get for trying to impress you, Alar. Oh, Alar. Alar. Well, that was horrible. That <laughs> was pretty horrible. And the monster was horrible, too. Yeah. Oh yeah, man! That was uh, this is a bad place. <laughs> okay, so the creature is down, and you see Bear Brokos uh, tearing through the carapace and tearing out large chunks of it, and stuff's flying everywhere, and uh, it's obviously dead. And it takes him a while to sort of calm down, but finally does, and is kind of chuffs at you a little bit, you know, in his bear form, and um. The battle is now over. And you guys now can kind of take in what has happened um, and realize just how horrific all of this is. I mean, obviously you knew it before, but, um, you know, it's it's bad news. And these old town people, uh, something's seriously wrong with them. And uh, as you're pondering your victory and thinking about your next steps and how soon you want to get out of this place, uh, you hear a strange noise. Uh Uh-oh. Not the wet, crunching sound from before, but a hoarse, whispering voice saying, Sorry! At the edge of the platform, near a short stairway, You see a dark-skinned body chained to the railing. You approach the figure, wondering if it was the source of the strained apology, when another 
I'm sorry, escapes from its rough, dry throat. A racking cough follows soon afterwards, and the muscular body strains against the gleaming chains with every spasm. After the fit subsides, the body hangs limply with its head down. I approach it with some water. You approach with the water, and you, as you inspect the figure and try to uh, make your offer of uh, fluids, a sudden realization dawns on you. You recognize this man. The bronze skin, short dark hair, and broad shoulders belong to the soldier you left behind, the deserter who was seeking his lost sister, the former sinless officer named Piers Reichel. Oh, poor Piers. Yeah, well, we warned him. (laughs) Okay, I, I check his pulse. Is he actually yet alive or... He is still alive. Okay. I will give him. No, I won't. Brokos, we need healing quickly. I roll my brown bear eyes and come out of my form of a brown bear and I will cast cure wounds on him. All right. So. And I will let him down. 11 points. He will be healed. Nice. Uh, We don't need that. (laughs) As you free him from his chains and gently tend to his wounds, he once again begins to whisper, I'm sorry. And he repeats this over and over like a mantra. Suddenly something else can be heard. Almost lost in the sound of Piers' rambled apologies, footfalls echo across the open market and you barely catch a glimpse of a small figure as it runs between two narrow buildings on the far side. Moments later, you hear the clattering ring of a bell, four sharp clangs followed by a brief pause and four more staccato notes. In the distance off to the north, you can hear another larger, deeper bell answer. Word is quickly spreading. Soon the flesh market will be crawling with members of the OFU. Time to go. (laughs) Okay. Still silly, Jerry. <laughs> I am so immature. Uh, I don't know when I will uh, mature mentally, but I <clears throat> don't expect it anytime soon. So we're gonna uh, grab Pierce and grab Pierce and throw him over my shoulder somewhat. Awesome. Carry I, like I'm just gonna have you guys uh, do repeat your stealth and perception rolls. Not nearly as good on stealth. 18 and 19, respectively. I got 12 and 20. So I got 15 on stealth and 13 on perception. Okay. It takes a while to get out of beast form. (laughs) Oh, good lord. And, like, get really focused. Uh, So uh, 10 stealth and 6 perception. <laughs> He's uh, like roaring. I, can, I have a pretty high bonus on both of them, just to let you know. So <laughs> that's pretty bad. Uh, but I think overall, you guys uh, at least uh, were in the same realm as you were before. I'm able to steer Brokos the right way, and no, no, over I, I'm here. Still, I'm still half bear. That's what maybe I'm I was yeah, too loud. Just roaring the whole time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got bear legs still. you uh take off headed back the way that you came um and you 
end up managing to avoid all of the chaos, you can still hear the bells and there are more of them now. Obviously, uh, there's some sort of system set up and they are ringing all over Old Town now, alerting everyone that there are intruders. Um, so you get back to the um, border uh, with High Cobble and uh, manage to run through carrying piers back through the wall of debris and you see a similar group of stationary guardians on your way back in. And you can hear the peal of the bells behind you. And obviously they can hear that as well. And this time a number of their heads turn to assess you. And a thick set man with a brutish face steps forward into your path and says, Halt! We do, sol- we do solemnly swear to do no damage or harm. <laughs> By the name of Kaltros or whatever, you know, I. <laughs> We've been busy dispensing justice today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he's going to take this in. I'm going to have somebody roll persuasion here. Um, you got it? Yeah. One person who's meant for this. <laughs> yep. Because I have a plus seven. But uh, can we now? Guys, can you see I it? See, I can't uh-huh. see it. Yeah, yeah. The one. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh I could have done better than that. <laughs> That's a total of eight. Thank you. But uh, <sighs> dang it! Can we aid? This is my time <laughs> to shine, and I botch it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Can I hear you botch it, or do you just want to roll, <laughs> or can I hear you verbally botch it? Sounds good to us. <laughs> <laughs> we're all we're all on board here. The floor is yours, Alar. <laughs> we are the arbiters of justice, and oh we will do no justice unto all of. You, we so swear. (laughs) So as you're rambling on, uh, trying to remember the name of the God that they (laughs) they follow, um, you... By uh, the Lord, Caltrop, we will not... (laughs) (laughs) You see that uh, this man is now, he has like one eyebrow raised. And uh, as you're uh, rambling on in front of him, um, trying to get get your wits back, uh, you realize he's uh, got kind of a half smirk on his face. And while he's smirking at you, uh, you realize there's an assemblage of old town ruffians that have gathered just on the other side of this rubble uh, barrier. And you can see that the twin lines of the arbiters appear way more tense than they were just moments before but they still are holding their formation looking at this man who you suddenly now recognize as Baldrick Greylock the high magistrate that you spoke to the day before oh so hi Baldrick good to see you (laughs) he looks at you and he's like did you have any luck finding your cleric Mm, not yet and uh, he says, uh, what, what is it, uh, what is the issue with this person here? And he points to uh, the body of Pierce that uh, Kragar's carrying. Uh, he's one of the poor, sick people that I'm sure you can help. We have rescued him from the flesh market. He was left for dead. 
totally unjust, I may say. <laughs> uh, so he looks thoughtful for a moment and he looks across the barrier and you can tell he's sort of weighing what you've told him and judging you and judging the group of people on the other side who appear to be so mostly judgment. Yeah. Lots of judgment going That's on. All that judgment. Yeah. So he's, uh, he's weighing it in his mind and he's, you know, he is pretty shrewd. He has been doing this for a while <laughs> and he, uh, he just kind of looks at you and, you know, he can see that he's trying not to roll his eyes and, and he says, all right, offer near the, offer neither injury nor injustice during your stay and go with Keltron's righteous blessing. Keltron, that's his name. That's right. <laughs> uh, will do. Have a nice day. Yeah. And then as you're Hurry past. <laughs> walking away, <laughs> you hear him shout, form up, arbiters of Keltron. Prepare to disperse this rabble. And you can see even before the ranks of armored men and women can turn around and reorient themselves, the old town mob begins to drift away, leaving only angry shouts and ugly threats in their wake. And, uh, you know, you guys made it back in and you've got Pierce now. Yay, team. And, and a bone tube we need to read. And a yeah. bone tube. That's right. Hmm. So we go back to Graham Grams. Oh, now we can <laughs> Uh, what are you going to do first? I Bone think tubes? we need to get cleaned up. We're covered in, uh, most of us are covered in, you know, Cor- corpse filth. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. You guys probably smell something. To the fountain? Oh, to the fountain. There you go. There you go. Could go yeah, let's fountain. go f- befoul the waters of the local fountain. That's a great idea. <laughs> Where we get all this of cleric's been bathing water. in it. How come, I mean, it's already yeah, been pretty- fouled. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. True. Uh, is that really what you're doing? Fountain or grams? <laughs> I'm curious. The fountain sounds I, like a great place. Well, I, I think we need to to find place. some kind of, we need to, I don't know. I mean, is Piers stabilized now? Are we not worried about him? Same yeah, yeah. I think he be. had 11 okay. points yeah. of healing. So he should I'll, uh, I'll also, you know, I have a herbalist kit, so I'll go ahead and make some medicine for him okay. you gather during your flight you know he's trying to you know soon afterwards after everything clears up at the boundary here um you you know understand that pierce feels really bad because obviously he told them about you when he was captured he was tortured and told them uh, that oh. he was with you guys and you were working with this wolf canoe person. And so, okay. Yeah. That's why he's saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I yeah. thought it was just cause he failed his sister. Uh, yeah. That's what I thought. But uh, no, he gotta kill you. recognized you guys. And uh, you know, obviously he's, he's a soldier. So um, he was, he's a little embarrassed that he broke under their torture and um, betrayed you. And so he's, you know, still feels really bad about it. Really bad. Um, are you going to look at that tube? Yes. Okay. So there's a small scrap of parchment rolled up very tightly in this tube. And you pull it out and you can just barely make out the very tiny writing. Um, but it, says, it just says, Book of Skulls, 823. 
<laughs> Great. <laughs> Wonderful. Is that from the Harry Potter series? No. <laughs> I don't have a copy Skulls. of that. <laughs> Actually, that was the name of my high school band. So. Yeah. Book of Skulls. Yeah. Uh, the eighty twenty three as well, or just the Book of Skulls? Yeah, whole thing. It's mm. really weird. Yeah. Mm. I found it in your yearbook. Yeah. Some, oh, oh, someone's been Facebook stalking you, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Is that Ted or Alar speaking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose Alar had to have a, a email. What phase. is the difference? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to tell anymore. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Well, all right. <laughs> so that's what the note says. Okay. Okay. And to the fountain? To the fountain. So you guys make your way up the hill and you get to the fountain and manage to clean yourselves up. Um, Things look pretty uh, much as they did uh, earlier today um, than the previous day. Um, Fairly steady stream of people going into the temple and, uh, you know, very bedraggled. Lots of injuries. Piers, if you talk to him, he's he's like, I'm not, you know, I'm fine. Thank you for the healing. I, I don't need any more uh, healing from them. Um, but I, I appreciate your help. You you guys, you know, saved saved my life. I just, I don't know what I would have done. Um, I still haven't found my sister yet. And I owe this. Just died there. That's what you would have done. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, been eaten by something. Yeah. Uh, so he's he's very appreciative after he gets pet through the whole apology phase and feeling bad. But uh, you guys have rescued Pierce. Uh, so would you say uh, you uh, owe us one? Uh, yeah, he absolutely oh, okay. does. Just want to clarify that you you you're in our debt. So definitely indebted okay. to the four of you. And he asks if there's anything he can do. Is there anything I'm sure I can do there to is. Will they, will they give us a moment to think about it? Hunt okay. down this cleric. Uh, what cleric? Now here it is. The priest of Olander. Am I saying that right? Olandar, yeah. Olandar. Olandar. Oh, yeah. Lindar. I can't roll my R's, so I'll leave that up to you. Um, I can't either. Lindar. Starts to work its way into a cough eventually. Uh, <laughs> so, yes. He's like, Olandar, you're looking for Galen. Yes. Of course we are. Yeah. That's what we said. <laughs> It's like yes, I, I've heard of the, I've heard of the man. He supposedly knows all of the city's secrets, and people go to him if they can find him mm. to learn things that they. I mean, when I was at my most desperate moment, trying to find out if my sister still lived, I tried to find him. I spent a week or more trying to track this man down, and I, I know he has something to do with this uh, monument at the top of uh, Bander's Leap. But I, I spent day and night waiting for him, and it's like he knew that I was waiting for him. <sighs> no luck. What have you discovered? Anything? 
no luck. Have you been to, to the top of the cliff? Yes, yes. I, I followed him uh, one day, and the man just disappeared. I ran to the top. Uh, I'm in fairly good shape. There's no way that an old man who's half blind could beat me to the top, but there's nothing there. Huh. Yeah, Any no. other clues? Um, you've seen, obviously, the plaque. The plaque. The plaque at, in the home. And there's a house, a three-walled house on the top of the cliff. Yes, I'm familiar with it. And there's a plaque in it. What, what does the plaque say? You've not seen the plaque? It says, first, <clears throat> first choose wisdom and knowledge will be after the, come after the rest. Uh, he looks thoughtful for a moment, uh, confused, perplexed. Yeah, same as us. And uh, he's like, I wonder, have you thought about that rest area halfway up? Yeah, we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sherlock. Yeah. Wisdom comes first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that has anything to do with the symbols that are carved on the bench. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. Thanks, Pierce. What, what are the symbols, Pierce? In oh. order. Oh, well... Wisdom, I would assume, is for the god of wisdom, Talorn. Mm. Uh, I, I can't remember what is on the bench, but if there is a turtle. I, I, I think well, that is the most common symbol for You want us to do something. Why don't you go and get that order then? I think if, we're headed back up to the rest stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what we Legs we're doing. are still burning. You're going to come with us, and you're going to help us decipher that. Okay, I can do that. But there's one thing you must know about <laughs> Father Galen. <laughs> what? Everything comes with a cost, and he will demand to know your deepest, darkest secret. <laughs> Knew it. <laughs> Knew it, Jerry. Cool. And that's where we will end this episode. Oh, so I'm I want to think you, of a really dark secret. Yeah, uh-huh, I want you guys uh-huh. to have time to think about your deepest, darkest secret. I was actually thinking about that last session because I figured that was the price. <laughs> we we are uh, we are talking about our characters, right? So we don't mess. <laughs> oh, I don't want to spill anything. We'll <laughs> say one of each. One of each. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how Dungeon Patrol yeah. ended. Yep. All right, that's how we all went to jail. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right well great job guys uh yeah. i'm glad we finally got around i totally would have let <sighs> you fumble around for another episode um and uh hopefully discovered i thought perhaps you could go back to the temple of eldzik and ask about symbology of the gods and they would probably uh, have that much information there and could tell you if you piece together the, you know, wisdom bit, but, uh, I, I, I must say, I will say that I did mention that the different gods. Yes. You were very close. And I thought, Oh, I felt like we were. Yeah. I thought, Oh, they're going to get this. They're going to get this. And, you know, Peter's will just have to die in that, uh, flush market, I guess. But 
Good thing uh, we got impatient. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, great job again. And uh, thank you for a memorable episode 20. And we will see you all next time. All right. Uh, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. We hope you're enjoying our adventure. To show your support for this podcast, please leave a rating or review on your preferred podcast app. Also, be sure to check us out at DungeonPatrol.com.